0: Adorned with the square of Moosehide, individuals have come together across Canada through the Moosehide campaign. This social movement is tackling violence in all its forms through community, conversation, and ceremony. Let's get into it.
1: Thanks, Ryan, for having us. Um, Hadi, my name is Raven Lassert. I'm Carrier, a member of the Lake Babine Nation up in North Central BC, and I'm part of the Bear Clan. I am the co founder of the Moosehide Campaign, um, and so excited to be here and share a little bit more about our work today. And um, I'm also a mama. I've got two little pearls, Cedar and Choss. Thank you.
0: David, what can you tell me about yourself?
2: Well, first of all, thanks very much for inviting us onto the call. So, um, Sego, my name is David Stevenson. I live on the side of Bacall's Mountain in the Lekwungen-speaking people's territory. Rabe and I both live uh, in this area known as Victoria and uh, these territories. And uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the CEO of the campaign and have been supporting the campaign since its early days and just grateful to be here and share a bit about the campaign.
0: We had these um, these cards with the moose hide on them, and that's what first got me interested in learning about what is this, you know, what what's going on here. So, I mean, for people who are just hearing about this for the first time, and hopefully we can continue for more people to learn about this amazing campaign, what is the moose hide campaign?
1: So the moose hide campaign is a movement of Canadians that are standing up against violence towards women and children. Um, and we're just calling people in, in a good way, inviting, um, people and especially men and more men and boys to join this space to help stand up, um, take personal commitments to ending violence towards women and children, creating safer, uh, spaces for, for all of us across this country.
0: It's such an important movement and message to have. Like when we're looking at statistics, the number of, um, uh, women and girls and like two spirit people who are affected by violence is huge. And I I appreciate this movement of bringing people together through community and conversation to fight that head on because only through community can we challenge massive systemic things like this.
1: It's so true. Yeah. And it's something that we really need to, to do is some, like Canadians need to stand up together and Um, say that the violence is not okay, that the violence that's happening towards women and children in this country is not okay. And we really need to do something about it. And so this is just one uh, small thing uh, to help make sure that we're being part of the conversations, making those commitments um, to being part of that change.
0: And and I know like uh, a focus is kind of like around that Indigenous aspect, but you know, this is a challenge and thing that is happening to like everyone, Uh, across Canada. Uh, Of course, it affects um, indigenous communities more disproportionately, uh, but it's, it's a challenge that every demographic experiences. And I also appreciate you getting involved and getting like men and uh, boys involved in these conversations as the predominant um, perpetrators of violence against uh, individuals. It's good to have people there to learn about these challenges. You know, what is some of these systemic things that are leading men and boys down these paths to become abusers? How do we help rehabilitate individuals who have been abusers in the past so i think that's an incredibly important aspect that the campaign focuses on
2: yeah it is and uh no i really appreciate your you know framing of the the challenge that's in front of us because we gender-based violence domestic violence is the only violent crime in canada right now that's actually on the rise so it continues to be, and, and that's a sign of intolerance or some kind of uh aspect of our society and an and unconsciousness. And the thing about um this this crime is it's completely preventable. Um, the actions that are happening are actions that are acculturated into people through their families or through their society or through other, other cultural dynamics that uh um, suggest that this is a course of action that men can take to you know try and Whatever it is they're seeking to do in the moment, often it's just really covering over their deep insecurities or trying to exert power in a very unhealthy way, right? So, uh, so part of the the work that uh, Raven and, and Paul have done is to try and really frame. Uh, Paul Paula's Raven's dad, and I'm sure she'll tell you the the origin story in a second here, but really frame this as a uh, include those men, include all Canadians into this circle. To say that this is not only a conversation that we need to have, but it needs to be a conversation that leads to substantive, measurable, practical actions in this space. And so that's where we take pride in in being able to support that and being really conscious of the fact that, that it's important to talk about this, bring the awareness, and... Make sure that those next steps are in place and supported and guided throughout this work.
0: As someone who's online a lot, I I see some of these kind of like online spheres that are cultivating and developing these toxic mindsets within young boys and young men. People like Andrew Tate and uh, those manosphere type individuals who really reinforce and push this idea of like traditional masculinity, but traditional in the means of men being better than and that women are objects or property, like just totally awful misogynistic tendencies. So I see it. And again, it's that sense of community getting boys not to feel isolated in their homes. So it's great to see uh, Raven, uh, you and your father creating this campaign. What can you tell me uh, about that story? How did this all start and take place.
1: My dad and I started the Moosehide campaign together in 2011. And it kind of came to us as like this moment of inspiration um, while we were out on a hunting trip in our home territories back in Carrier territory, where um, right where the Highway of Tears is. Uh, that Highway 16, also known as the Highway of Tears, runs right from Prince George all the way up to Prince Rupert. Um, and it's known it's an infamously known highway um, because it's such an unsafe space for so many uh, women and especially indigenous women. And um, lots of people have gone missing or have been found murdered from along that stretch of highway. And and some of those people are my, my family. And so we wanted to do something about the violence that's happening towards women and children in this country and wanted to help be part of some positive change and create a space where people can do something in this space and so it was while we were out on a hunting trip and my dad and I were blessed with a moose and we were cleaning it out and talking about how we could be help be part of this movement and Um, it kind of came to us as this moment of inspiration. And so we thought maybe if we tanned up that moose hide and cut it up into a bunch of little squares and, and ask people, um, to wear it as an everyday commitment, as an everyday reminder of, of who we want to be in this world. And, um, and so it's a personal commitment to our own selves, but also out to each other as community people, as, um, parents, as family, as coworkers. Um, and so my sisters and I cut up the first 25,000 squares and hand wrote on these little like information cards on little next cards What we're trying to do. And so it just started to spread from there, started to grow. People started to ask about it. They see you wearing like a thing and want to know what it is, right? And so helps to create the space um, to talk about it um, where for so long, we just don't, we haven't talked about violence, right? It's one of those things that thrives in the shadows.
0: Yeah, it's a taboo topic. You're experiencing it. You're too scared to bring it up because, you know, what if it gets back to your abuser or if you're just like, oh, that's a messy conversation. I don't want to I don't want to touch on that right
2: now.
1: Yeah. And there's just so much like shame and like blame in this space. Right. And so we wanted to create a space where we could talk about it, where there is no shame or blame. Um, and just a space that like, needs a lot of healing. And in order to do that, we need to talk about it. So these pins are, we think of them as like a flashlight into that darkness, bringing the issue out of the shadows into the light and trying to keep it in the light so that it's not something that just creep back in there. It's something that we, we stand up and say enough is enough and we need to do something about this.
0: What is the significance of Moose in this context? I mean, you're mentioning like you you and your father are kind of hunting, uh, finding that moose, cutting that up. Uh, I guess within kind of indigenous practices, as someone who's unaware, you know, what is the significant significance of moose hide?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like a few different things, right? Like it was um, not planned for us to <laughs> be on the trip and have this idea and then really just want to try something. And we thought that maybe a little piece of moose hide could help to invoke or promote that like healthy warrior in our men, right? The hunters, um, it's something that they could be really like proud to wear and feel really connected to. It's a big, the moose uh, is such a big piece of our culture. And so it was like this representation of a moment where a father and daughter were practicing our cultural practices, something that we didn't always get to have to do as indigenous people practicing our culture was not something we were allowed to do for a really long time. And so it's this moment of like, intergenerational transference of like cultural knowledge that was so special between a father and a daughter. And it's iconically Canadian too. In exactly. That like something that everyone can wear and be part of um, and feel like a sense of community wearing them.
0: It was a moment that has become something much larger. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Moose Hide campaign, uh, how long has it been going on now?
1: It started um, in 2011 um, along the highway. It was in that moment. And so a while now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, like. 12, it's 2024, so 13, 13 years. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure we're into our 13th year now, yes.
0: Wow, and, and I, I guess really- just what sort of response and things, like you're mentioning Your that first year cutting up 25,000 squares and doing some handwritten notes. Um, During that time, what sort of changes have, have you noticed? What sort of messages are you hearing from people?
1: Right away, it became something that was a piece of like, a community right like people across this country um stand for what this stands for for the, what the moose hide pin stands for for standing up against violence towards women and children to those commitments of healing and love and our collective journey of um reconciliation and so um when people talk about it they say oh that's something that i really believe in i already live those values and now we can be part of like a community Um, We think of it as medicine uh, and so People, we have this medicine, we offer it for free. We've made a forever promise to never charge for the moosehide pins because we want it to be easy and accessible for, for folks to order. You can order them on our website um, and we cover the shipping costs. And people have really taken on um, the campaign, this medicine and brought it into their own spaces, their own families, their own communities, their own organizations in really meaningful ways, taking it on wholeheartedly and helping to create that change.
0: Maybe, David, you can cover some of these aspects Um, as the CEO there. What sort of things have you seen change maybe on like legislative things like from our uh, policy makers commitments? And I guess what are some things that you would still like to see change or needs to be changed in terms of policies?
2: yeah um well thanks for that good question so one of the things to you know uh, that's really unique about the mooside campaign is that you know that it starts in 2011 before the me too movement really before um reconciliation becomes a thing the way it is now like before the TRC i was working uh, just before uh a few years before working with the Side campaign um i was working in the downtown east end as an outreach worker uh of vancouver downtown east end for the urban native youth association and there was no uh it was prior to understanding about about the mass murder uh picked in there. And so we all knew it, though. We sensed all this stuff. There was really clearly, I mean, the way I describe it is there was a very clear disturbance in the force, so to <laughs> speak, <laughs> for you Star Wars geeks uh, like me. And so we really knew that there's stuff going on that we're not capturing, that the police are not capturing, that they're not responding to, uh, that the systems aren't responding to. And I think that's just the the momentum of a legacy of colonization and racism that just assumes the less than stance a deficit lens on indigenous people as we've seen over the last 13 years there's a more awareness the me too movement mmiwg has now happened people you know we cannot deny the reality that we are we are still dealing with very hardwired colonial systems of oppression and we as an organization experience that Um, uh, we um, see it across our communities it's it's um, a very clear thing so what the positive thing that we've seen happen though, is that awareness has happened. And when it does, people are galvanizing against it. And as you noted, there's a backlash for sure. And there will be, people don't want to see this change. People want it to stay the way it is. Um, but most Canadians, if not, you know, like a mass majority of people go, oh, wait a second. I've got a daughter, I've got a mother, an aunt, a sister. They should not be in harm's way just because of their gender. Just because there's some kind of assumption that men have this kind of like tacit right to go across the border, uh, across the boundaries, and and do harm, and we're seeing this now with you know the incidents of hockey players and hockey Canada and all of this stuff. It's becoming more and more evident throughout our systems as these lights get shined in. Moosehide campaign, I think, has played a bit of a role. As as Raven said, they cut up twenty five thousand of these squares. All of them actually put in a uh, workman's compensation case, but there was no organization at the time. So (laughs) I'm just thinking of them sitting there. They literally had scissors with their hands, you know. Wow. But now we've given out, we're close to, you know, in the area of six million of these to Canadians. So it's resonating with Canadians. One of the things we did is we wove in uh, early on the concept of ceremony ceremony. So this is a medicine for an illness impacting all Canadians. We learned that along the journey. At first, it was really focused on indigenous women and girls. And it's like more and more engagement that we did and started to grow. It was like, Oh, wait a second. This is really endemic across all sectors of society, across all cultures, geography, social economic status. It's everywhere. Um, And, um, So that ceremonial, uh, uh, the day of Mooside Campaign Day is a day of ceremony. It's not a conference. It's a day of ceremony. It's a day when we invite men and boys, uh, challenge men and boys even, and invite all Canadians from any gender identity or sexual orientation or cultural background or geography, history, to join us in that fasting process, either by supporting or being with a faster or fasting themselves. Um, And everybody's invited, invited to all of that. One of the things that Raven and Paul have done is to make sure that because it's, uh, you know, a medicine in that sense, we want to, you know, uh, make sure that we always give it away for free to anybody who asks for it. So that's why the, the pins are always given for free as as the day of ceremony is always free for all Canadians. So there's actually quite a lot of schools, K to 12 schools as well as universities and other organizations um, in Manitoba and in every province who will sign up for May, uh, May 16th Moose Hide Campaign Day. So this year it's May 16th. We have done, one of the things we do is a little ceremony called 10 Men. We don't advertise it much, but basically we bring 10 men together and invite those men into a day of fasting and reflection generally about going about their business of the day but we start in the morning with a a daybreak ceremony and a circle and some discussions usually some guidance from the elders throughout the day and then send men out into the world to do their business but with this intention that today of all days i'm really going to pay attention to all the subtle ways in which either male privilege or racism is in is in my relationships or even in my activities with no blame and shame, it's an awareness day. It's a day of being being personally aware because this is always an inside job first. It's never about pointing the finger and going they should be less violent. I mean, we can. O- that's a very natural and easy thing for us to do, but it's also let's stop and just see where can I.
0: And it doesn't help solve any problems. No,
2: no, exactly. So this, um, and I'll just say that you know this. We've done a couple of ten men quietly, uh, without you know we don't share it too much, but uh, with uh, parliamentarians. And so we've sat around with cabinet ministers and others. Uh, we've done a couple now, one uh, not that long ago, where we just spend the day and to say, in this institution, so when you say about policy shifts, uh, we're very much after cultural shifts um, and the average Canadian being realizing that this isn't okay anymore and that there's something they can do, that wearing the Moosai pin, joining the joining the Moosai campaign, then activating in your network, your community, your family, your home, Uh, is a substantive um, help to this agenda. So it's not nothing if you wear the pin, talk about it, share about it. It has an impact. We know that for every pin we produced, at least five conversations have happened, if not more per pin. Um, So that's 30 million conversations. um, And a
0: conversation happening right now. Yeah,
2: 30 30 million in one.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Talking about that cultural shift, as you mentioned, like, You know, things have changed. People are talking, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Just here in Manitoba over the summer, you know, the fight to get the landfills searched for the bodies of murdered Indigenous women here, something that we're still waiting on the answer, whether or not our government is going to search the landfill or not. So there's much more conversations that need to be had and that. Cultural shift. As we're heading to the end of this conversation, you mentioned May 16th. The day isn't a conference, it's ceremony. Um, what are some ways people can get involved? Are there workshops or activities? What are some ways that people can learn more about this campaign and get involved? Raven, what can you tell us?
1: Yeah, we're always so excited to be able to create a space where we invite all Canadians into a ceremony. Um, so we fast for the day from sunup until sundown for one day, we go, no food and no water to deepen our commitment, to deepen our understanding of this issue, how it impacts us individually. Like it really is that chance to go in words and feel how that is for you. Um, and to know that thousands and thousands of other people are also fasting on the same day as you for the same purpose and same intention of ending violence towards women and children. While we're having that ceremony, we really have um, some really beautiful keynote speakers every year um, that are able to just share um, in this space. Um, And then we have a bunch of workshops. So all of this is online. All of this is very interactive and um, a space to just come and deepen our understanding of this issue, how we can be part of that change. And so um, a ton of workshops that you're able to register for. And then at the noon hour, we really ask people to mobilize. Um, so in your own time zones at your lunch hour um, people are going out and and taking to the streets and um, marching some people are holding up signs some people are just go for a quick walk around their block Um, and we host um, a big day here in Victoria and that's all live streamed out and the end of the day uh, we end our day in a big feast a fast breaking ceremony and then into a feast and so um we had over half a million Canadians registered to be part of that day with us last year and expect... Um, at least that this year is again. So please, we just invite everyone to to join us on Moose Hide Campaign Day. You can just register on our website and invite your people to come and be part of it too and watch the live stream. It really is a moment to feel the sense of hope in this space. Um, as you're saying, it's it can feel like such a daunting task and something that is so hard in our hearts and in our spirits. And, and so this is an opportunity to really come at, together with hundreds of thousands of other people that are willing to take that stand at the same time in ceremony for that same purpose. And so it really is a chance um, to get filled up with some hope and with some love in this space and, and know that these actions are making important change.
0: Raven. David, thank you so much for taking this time and having this conversation with me. Uh, Where can people go to find out more information about the Moose Hide Campaign and find out, you know, where or what's happening within their region, their communities?
2: Yeah. So, first of all, moosehidecampaign.ca is our website. And also, please follow us on social media. We're all on all the platforms, of course. So, and if you go to the website, as Raven said, you can register for Moose Hide Campaign Day. You can also order your pins for free and we'll send them to you and you can wear and share those anywhere. Um, and then we will very soon have another leg on the stool, which is a three-hour uh, asynchronous online training that will be available. And that training will be an own source revenue to keep the campaign going. Um, and we're sharing, the, sharing that training very soon. It's called We Are Medicine. It really gets into the Musai campaign and all the issues around it. As far as looking, uh, there will be, there are likely gonna be, you know, close to 10,000 Musai campaign-like events. And so lots of schools, lots of legislative assemblies, lot of, the, you know, um, organizations are doing little Moosai campaign things. So um, uh, cities are doing it, the city of Edmonton, you'll see lots of cities flying Musai campaign flags. It's sort of really catching on right now, as you can see, it's like becoming a national day of ceremony. Um, so in Manitoba, there we at this stage don't have like a specific way to say, you know, to uh, connect up all the dots, but just be on social media, be in the space, and you'll find for sure High campaign events happening around Manitoba, usually at schools or a lot of RCMP detachments. I don't know if you know, but 2018 Manitoba Assembly of Chiefs and all 80 detachments of the RCMP did projects together, a Musai campaign day projects. So there's lots of grassroots activities. We don't even know uh, like uh, uh, even a fraction of what's actually gonna happen out there. We will put up an interactive map on our website so that people can put their information and go, oh, look, there's something over at that organization or at that city hall or that First Nation, that wherever, and, and hook up, but universities, K to 12 schools, likely some activity with the manitoba government uh, there's lots of interest as you know your new premier wab canoe is a big supporter and has worn the moose hide often um and uh and so yeah and then just stay stay attuned to us on our website and and please invite everybody to register as raven said once you register then you have access to the live stream and you can and it's you know you can watch the live stream and we'll push it to Facebook and stuff like that so people can watch that and integrate it into their day and design their day around uh, around that live stream if they want.
0: Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was you talk. And have yourself a good one.